0: Hey everybody, welcome to the show, another episode of Chloe Mike, sure to be a good one. We are going to discuss Am I the Asshole? Two from me, two from Chloe. Leave some comments, tell us what you think. Let's get into it. Am I the Asshole for not buying a wedding gift from the registry? I, 34 female, have a friend who's getting married next month. A year ago, after the wedding was announced, the bride, 34 female, pulled me aside and showed me a pattern for an I Corinthians 13 cross stitch sampler she said she wanted me to do to commemorate the wedding. I agreed, despite knowing it would be a lot of work, and I would have to add to the pattern because it didn't have an area to put a date on it, which she wanted. Cut to now, and it is finished. It is framed. It is 15 by 25, and I'm glad I never have to look at this thing under a headlamp again. Bride contacts me tonight, and says that she noticed I haven't bought anything off the registry yet, and because she knows I'm on a very low income, I should hurry and get a gift before all the affordable ones are taken. I told her I wasn't getting anything off the registry. That before the framing, the cost for materials for the cross-stitch was around $75, and the framing was well over that, and that I can't afford to buy her anything else off of her registry. Bride said that as a guest, I'm required to bring a gift, so I said that I am bringing her a gift, and one that I worked very hard on, on linen with silk threads and that she requested. She said that it didn't count because she asked me to do it. I said that registries are basically the same thing, asking for specific things you want, and she called me an asshole and hung up, so am I the asshole for not buying a wedding gift from the registry?
1: Bridezilla alert. My goodness.
0: My goodness.
1: Okay. This is a juicy bridezilla and it's like so multi-layered of again, the audacity of this bride.
0: Yeah. Audacity entitlement.
1: I think entitlement is the theme here. Cause not only did she specifically ask her friend to make her something, which is cool. It sounds like the friend is talented and probably makes beautiful pieces. Right. So she first asked the friend to make it. Then, I don't know why, maybe this is a thing I don't know that brides do. She checked her registry before the wedding to see if there were any gaps that haven't been accounted for yet by guests and then asked the friend to, you know, buy something. And then, when the friend didn't, while the bride knew that the friend didn't have the money for it, she then. Called the friend OP the asshole. I'm very confused, Brian. I'm very, very confused.
0: Yeah, I don't understand how you. I'm looking at it like contracting a job, and I know that's extreme because it's your friend making something, but it's a craft, and crafts cost money, resources, you know, materials have expenses. And aside from the time and the labor and probably injuries, you know, everything that goes along with building stuff and making things. It's it's not easy and it's not cheap. So if you're gonna ask for something that's over seventy five dollars, and framing probably is, add another fifty hundred bucks at least. So that's not cheap. And I know wedding registries can sometimes be very expensive, but whoever told this girl that these were the terms of coming to a wedding is. I don't know. I, I, I can judge. I can name call. I can say things, but they don't, they don't sound like people I want to associate with. And if you're going to ask somebody, I it's not a requirement to bring a gift. I don't, I'm in shock. I'm having trouble making thoughts because I'm in shock. I don't know anybody who says you can't come to my party unless you bring me a gift. And the gift has to be one that I pre-selected. So you're basically just extracting cash out of your friends because you're getting married. And you set the terms on how much cash because it's your wedding. I don't know. If you break it down, it sounds really cringy, like really selfish, really entitled. And with the friend being, I know I'm going on, but with I'm just thinking about this. You know, With the friend being low income and this girl being uh, so not empathetic, I don't want to use... Throw the word sociopathic around, but if you're asking for so much and taking for so much, it's like the the vampire toxic energy, right? You just it's so wrong. That's so wrong. I don't know how people act like this. I guess I'm just I'm shocked.
1: Yeah, you said it very well, and I agree. And I would love some comments down below from brides who can tell us because you know, people say that for their weddings, some men and some women, some brides, some groomzillas, they will act a little crazy and out of sorts. So I'd be curious to know if the bride is just maybe stressed before her wedding and unfortunately taking it out on her friend. Even if she was, it's still not valid to do, but I'd be curious, you know, to hear for many of the listeners out there, if maybe they became a bridezilla or a groomzilla around their wedding time, even though that's very out of character for them. So please let us know in the comments. But that aside, I I feel bad for the friend because it sounds like, as you mentioned, she put time, labor, she put probably love, effort, materials into this. And then what the bride is essentially telling her is that it's not good enough. It's like, okay, that's great. I told you to make that. I want my Corinthian 13 tapestry, 15 by 20 or however that you said that the size was. But in addition to that, you need to go off my registry. You need to buy something on there that hasn't been bought yet. And then that's like your ticket to my wedding.
0: Put it like this. A normal piece of printer paper is eight and a half by 11. This is 15 by 25.
1: That's big. A stitch. Wow.
0: Okay. So, <laughs> the other thing I'm thinking is this poor girl, literally, no one else had to make anything. No one else had to buy anything. No one else had to do anything. And it's, I almost feel like, maybe I'm just speculating, but it's like she's being punished for, you know?
1: Maybe know. what you're saying is maybe there's some subtext between the friends. Yeah, the way that I read the subtext is that maybe she's not really a friend you know op think about it girl the bride really cannot care about you and be empathetic if she does not care that you do not have the money to buy a gift and it's not like she didn't know it's not like it's something you kept private right it's something that op mentioned that she doesn't have or that you mentioned that you don't have and the the bride doesn't care
0: the other thing, as a guest to a wedding, you have to buy a whole outfit. She would have to buy dress shoes. So it's, it's putting this girl out to begin with. And if you're a good friend and you know your friend's financial situation as someone in your mid-30s, you should really come with the approach of, hey, I'm happy you're coming. You don't have to bring anything. What do you need? Right? I'm happy you can make it. Thanks for making time. Instead of how can I get what I want out of this person? Regardless of if they have the means.
1: You're right. Not only thanks for taking the time to come, but thanks for making my gosh dang tapestry that I asked for. And I think for me, what ties this all into a nice little bridezilla bow is that the bride called OP the a-hole, you know, and she's not, obviously my final vote is, not the a-hole.
0: Of course. I just... It's pretty straightforward, but I i thought it was interesting that it even happened and it's real because I read this and I was like, what? What? No way. All right. We have an edit also. It says, I'm overwhelmed and amazed by the love and attention this post has gotten. I've had several people in real life reach out, having seen the post. Thanks to everyone for giving me the encouragement to cut toxic people out of my life. I will not be attending the wedding. I do not yet know what I will be doing with the stitch. But I thank all of you again for the support. She should sell it on eBay, obviously, because now somebody here will buy it. That's good. That's good. So I have a lot of comments saying not the asshole. I think we can all agree. That's some next level entitlement. Yep.
1: I think that that was the best edit that we could have read. Because just like the bride, I suppose for her wedding day is entitled to ask her guests to get her a certain gift her guests are also entitled and allowed to choose not to come and i'm proud of op for not going and that's part of the reason why i love reddit like sometimes reddit can bring like a good community and a good sense of um, belonging and it sounds like that's what op got from posting this and she got good advice and I agree. She needs to sell that on Etsy, on eBay, on Google, wherever, because I'm sure that people will buy it.
0: Yeah. It's it's good validation to your point coming here. And also there are a lot of people who do embroidery posting and saying can't imagine what it you know what was involved in making that. I sell Christmas stockings on Etsy for over a hundred dollars on cloth, not linen. And linen has finer stitches apparently. So Seems like this was a very valuable gift that was not respected or, you know, treated.
1: Appreciated. Yeah, thank you. And I think, OP, my recommendation to you is it sounds like You can make a lot of money potentially from these tapestries and stitching that you do. So maybe this could be a side thing and you can even do custom orders if you wanted to, maybe from the people of Reddit, putting in requests or even just making a shop on Etsy. So I encourage you to do that. And then maybe that can help with some of, you know, extra income for you. That was a good one, babe. Good bridezilla to start us out. So I'm going to go ahead and jump into my first story. You ready? Let's do it. Am I the asshole for not paying for my son's friend child care? My husband and I employ a nanny, Poppy, for our two and our six-year-old. In her contract, Poppy states she'll host the occasional play date while on the clock for the same rate, which is $28 an hour, but only one child at a time and for no more than three hours. It also can't be a consistent thing or she'll require to be paid a separate rate for the child. We are careful to follow said policy along with the rest as we love her and want to keep her on. Our six-year-old has a friend, James. He comes over for a few play dates during the school year. He has a single mom that works crazy hours, so a few times this summer we've paid Poppy more to watch all three kids. It amounts to $30 an hour, which quickly adds up. But it is worth the investment occasionally so nanny could focus on the toddler while james and our son played recently james's mom approached us and said that her summer care fell through she asked if poppy could watch him five days a week for eight hours a day we asked and she said that this was a nanny share situation we would have to each pay two-thirds of her salary, which rounded up to $20 an hour per family, which is $800 a week per family. This would be a better deal for us anyway, so we were down. We told James's mom, and she said that there was no way she could afford that. We offered to pay $30, leaving her to pay $400 a week. She said at that point, it'd be a better deal to stay home. She asked why we couldn't pay all of it to help her out. We offered alternatives, sending her links to summer programs that care for school age kids on a sliding scale. She said that most of them are filled, and the two that aren't are also too expensive. It would be an extra $480 a week to do this, and while we can afford it, it just doesn't seem financially responsible, nor is it our responsibility to pay for this child's care. We're worried about what this will do in the long run. We ultimately told James's mom, no. She started crying and said that she doesn't know what to do. She can't bring him to work and she can't afford care. She said that we were being selfish with that money. Are we being the assholes? Wow. I know this one's a sad one. And for me, there's a lot of undertones of kind of like, what's happening in the world right now it
0: is sad right they're unfortunately they are not the assholes it's not their problem to solve the mom it's not fair to call her an asshole but she's acting like one to these people saying why can't you pay for my care and it's because they're not a charity case but you know i don't know the answer we're not here to solve the problems we're here to just say Who's an a-hole and who's not? And OP is not being an a-hole. I can understand why if you can afford it, you'd feel guilty. But you could afford a lot of things that could you know, yield a lot of good. But it doesn't mean that that's where your dollars should go at the moment. If you have other plans, if you have your own family, you never know she could win the lottery. These are terrible rationalizations that I'm saying for not helping the kid. But the point is, it's... Ultimately, it's not your problem to solve. So what I'm trying to say is you don't need to feel guilty or like you're being a jerk or an a-hole in this situation.
1: Yeah, I agree. OP, so you're definitely not the a-hole. That does not, for me, take away for the fact that I feel for this mother. Kind of similar to the first story in the sense of like, I was trying to give the bride a pass, like maybe she's just ultra stressed and uncomfortable and acting out of sorts, and you can imagine that the mother of James is feeling exactly that. You know, when somebody has to choose between going to work or staying home with their child, and it sounds like this is a single mother, you, in a sense, I can imagine, become desperate. And you probably aren't going to ask somebody for help like this unless you really needed it. And I think her breaking down and crying um, shows that, you know, I'm sure that there are entitled people out there who are like, Oh, you have the money. You should take care of me. I want to give the benefit of the doubt to James's mother and for her to be like, this is a last resort. That's why I'm asking. I still do not think that it's OP's responsibility to put the money down, but I, I hurt for the other mother I hurt for James's mom. Of course. And then I hurt for James as well. You know, who knows what's going to happen. And then when people do become desperate, then maybe they'll put the child in certain situations that may or may not be the safest just so they can go to work. And it's like hard to make ends meet in general. And it sounds like this is also a single mother on top of it.
0: But I was also thinking, we don't know how many programs there are that could serve the mother and the child that exist. There are probably so many programs. Maybe there aren't, but I would bet that there are, we just don't know what they are. She probably doesn't know what they are. The parents of the toddlers who could afford the care knew of a handful. And again, I'm sure depending on where she is, it didn't say location, but I'm sure programs exist to make sure that the, the child will be safe and taken care of. So, Whether it's finding the right resources, going to the right places, knowing the right people, knowing where to look, that's 90% of the battle. But if she doesn't give up and, you know, just do nothing, then it it might not end up being such a sad story.
1: You're right. And I, I think it depends on city, state, location for the type and quantity of available programs to help because to be fair, they're not created equal. And where we are in California and the city that we're in, there are probably many options. But if you're going to go to maybe lower income, maybe minority neighborhoods, there probably won't be the same options, which is a problem and a whole topic, an episode on its own. So I want to hope that James's mom is in an area that you know, she can lean on, but that's unfortunately the reality is that a lot of people aren't. That was a heavy one. Let's lighten the mood a bit. I think Mike has a more upbeat one for us.
0: Yeah, definitely upbeat, a little lighter, kind of silly, but let's see. Am I the asshole for expecting my girlfriend to always share her food before it gets cold? My girlfriend, May, 22, and I, 22, have been dating for two years now. I just want to start off by saying my girlfriend is very small and tends to not eat very big portions. I've rarely ever seen her complete a full meal by herself, maybe on one or two occasions out of the two years and thousands of meals we've had together. She isn't per se selfish with her food, but she doesn't like to share with me all the time, which I just kind of find rather annoying considering she does not finish all her food. For example, if we're out to eat, Usually I'll reach my hand over and try to sample a bite while her food is hot and fresh because I want to taste. She will sometimes smack my hand away and tell me to wait. Then an argument always ensues because she thinks I should give her the courtesy of at least trying to finish her meal before I touch it, which is annoying to me because I know she won't finish it and she knows I like my food scalding hot. I usually won't even eat it if it's room temperature. The reason I'm asking if I'm the asshole here is that this weekend we went to a fair in our town and she got a basket of three fried Oreos and when she brought it over I took one and she got really upset saying you know I wait for these all year round and I wanted to eat all of them which was probably a lie but she seemed kind of upset for the rest of the night about it. I'm sure I'm not the asshole, but I wanted to ask for a stranger's opinion so I can settle this debate with her once and for all. Am I the asshole?
1: You did lighten the mood. And you know how I almost knew I wasn't going to like this guy?
0: When he started talking about how small she is?
1: When he prefaced the story to give context to be like, Hey, look, not only is she small, I haven't seen her finish her food. So this makes it okay. He was like giving an excuse already for what he was about to say, you know, and look, every couple is different. You and I are different versus our parents versus whomever, right? Some couples may take each other's food without even thinking others. It's a big no, no. I think what is actually important here though, is that she's saying, wait, even if I don't finish, wait until I give you the cue. And he doesn't like to wait. And he thinks again, that he's entitled because it's his girlfriend or because she's not going to finish or it's going to get cold before he gets to try it. He thinks that because he knows what he thinks the outcome will be that he is entitled to the food. And I don't like that. It's a boundary thing. She said no. So just hands off, bro, eat your own food or like order something more for you if you're still hungry
0: it's disrespectful it shows lack of self-awareness it's a dominance and territory idea of like what's yours is mine when i want it
1: good point point.
0: and it's it might be cool but you know to be around that kind of energy but you need to ask bro it's food you need to ask if somebody took food out of my plate i yeah he's lucky he's just getting slapped
1: It sounds like he has asked and he knows that she's going to say no or wait. And so that's why he doesn't, which is, I think what bothers me is that he knows she doesn't like it. Like be nice to your girlfriend, bro.
0: He thinks he's right. I know. And he can't eat it at room temperature Mm. when she's done and he can't put it back in the microwave or
1: no, no, no. You know, you said that they were 22 right both mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. To be young and these are your relationship struggles. Yeah, it's cute, I don't know. I guess cute sure maybe don't stay with this guy long term. I don't know. Maybe it's a it's a flashlight into other things that may or may not be going on into the relationship. Your eyes are so big.
0: Wow. No, we're just we're making assumptions.
1: Yeah, I am making assumptions off of the food post. You're right. Uh, I think that you are the a-hole, bud.
0: Yep, yeah, I agree. I agree. Definitely the asshole. We have edits before we get into the comments. So post one up. Everybody commented. And then the OP commented back on an edit. And he wrote, okay. Reading all these comments has made me realize that not only am I an asshole, but I'm the biggest asshole in the world. Growing up, I was, all caps, very poor and was always taught to scarf my food down while it was good, a.k.a. while it was hot. I guess that translated into me being an adult and is now wreaking havoc on the person I love the most. Hmm. I thought by eating her food and showing her it was enjoyable would help her recovery and through comments from her parents and friends who watched their loved ones lived with anorexia. I was severely wrong. I don't even know how I'm going to apologize to her, but I'm going to start by not taking her food and working on my issues. I'm going to take her to the fair and buy her all the fried Oreos she wants. Thank you all for making me realize just how shitty I was being. It's scary to even think that if I had not made what I thought was just a silly post over a small debate, I would have kept up my behavior without even knowing until it was too late.
1: Okay, well, I am now the a-hole for all those assumptions that I was making and um, maybe they do have hope after all. No, that's a very sweet edit and a good edit. OP realized a lot and I was wondering if there was when he mentioned not finishing her food, if there was underlying, maybe eating disorder kind of tendencies there, but I didn't want to make that assumption, but it sounds like it is. And it sounds like OP wants to be a supportive boyfriend. And again, Reddit, and this is a, like a a nice case of Reddit, right? Giving this guy some open-mindedness because sometimes people are dubbed the a-hole and they don't want to accept it and they become defensive. And he just like Totally let down the guard and is like, this is how I want to help and support my girlfriend. So I wish these two luck. And that's what relationships really is all about. Understanding your partner, yourself, and wanting to make them and yourself better together.
0: And at 22, at least I'm proud of the kid for looking outside and trying to reflect on himself and say, you know, am I an asshole? Am I doing something wrong here? And to have... I said self-awareness, but he has enough self-awareness to do that and to fix it. And we have an update too. So I know I saved it. He said, I think this is the only update I'll put out, but we talked. I don't want to go in it. I don't want to go in depth because I don't want to expose a private conversation, but I apologized and we had a long conversation. She said she's only willing to continue if I go to therapy, which I am. She appreciated the apology and now I'm going to take her out for dinner tonight. Hopefully that goes well and we keep our hands on our own plates.
1: One last thing I want to say, I agree when you said 22, like good for him for reaching out. I don't know if I was 22 and if I was OP or the girlfriend that I would have the um, gall to seek outside my relationship and ask for help, especially like crowdsourcing on Reddit. Yeah. Another good one, babe. You came with the fire ones today. So I have one final one and it's not necessarily an AMI, it's not necessarily an aita but it is something from relationship advice on reddit and i'm hoping that you and i can think of some good advice to give this op
0: uh-oh no pressure
1: <laughs> no pressure so the title is i wish i was still fat and i might leave my husband over it I, 41 female, was average weight most of my life. And about four years ago, I started gaining rapidly without any change in my lifestyle. I was eating healthy and exercising. I gained about 70 pounds in a little over a year. I was distraught and I couldn't figure out why. My husband, 36 male, accused me of secretly sneaking junk food or lying about where I was when I went for a run. I wasn't. It took a while to get in to see a doctor where I am, long waits when you have bad insurance, but they diagnosed an actual medical issue behind it, a large benign but hormone ovarian cyst. They removed it and the tumor itself weighed almost 15 pounds. After it was out, the rest of the weight was easy to lose again without it throwing the hormones into my system. I found out a lot about who cared for me and not for superficial stuff. One of those who apparently cares more about the superficial is my husband. He recently made a flippant, but non-joking comment that if I was still fat, or if it had been my fault that I had gotten fat, he'd have divorced me and I'm lucky it was a tumor. I was floored. He'd prefer I'd be sick than heavier. What kind of A wants someone they love to be sick as a better option? He also makes comment about the scar from my surgery, and he doesn't like me wearing bikinis anymore because of it, even though I'm fit looking again. Before all of this, I never realized how superficial he was and how little he actually cares about me. We don't have any kids by choice. We both work and I make more than he does. We live in a house I'd bought before we got married seven years ago. I do most of the traditional woman stuff like cooking and laundry for us both. Since that comment, all I can think about is wanting to gain weight on purpose and be the one who divorces him and either find someone who appreciates me more than my body as most important or happily live single with the friends and family who love me no matter what. But I'd miss a lot about him. He's funny and smart and the sex is great when I'm thin. Uh, I don't know how to fix this.
0: The last part gave me uh, that was a curveball because she's very rightfully upset and the whole time I was on her side and she had me in her corner he's being insensitive he's being rude he made a ridiculous comment that crossed the line that I know that if this was on the other side you know if he got sick and got and then she said that to him he'd like this guy sounds if he's making those comments he wouldn't be able to handle them being made to him so not a nice guy from what we hear but then at the end She's getting remorseful about wanting to leave. So, the best I can say is obviously to propose going to counseling separately and together because she probably resents him and has some not self esteem, but you know, the weight fluctuation and then. Do people love me? Who loves me for me? That has to mess with your head a little bit. So even if he is funny and smart and good at stuff, doesn't mean that it's going to make you happy because I don't know. There's, there's a lot of people in the world. And if somebody makes you feel a certain way, talk to him about it. You, you talk, go to counseling, you know, give somebody the chance, ask him, do you care about me? Do you know how this makes me feel when you say these things? Do you know how that comment made me feel with getting the divorce? Were you serious? Talk about it. Do you know how it makes me feel when you tell me not to wear a bikini? When you shame me about my scar? Talk about these things. And then if, depending on how his reaction is, you go from there. You'll know if he cares about you or not. If you You have to be vulnerable and you have to put your cards out on the table because you'll either be well-received or you'll have your answer that you need to walk away.
1: So I agree with you in the sense of OP needing to really look her husband in the eye and tell him how much it hurts her feelings when he makes those comments, because maybe he's an idiot and he doesn't realize. At the same time, though, I completely understand OP's position of being confused and being treated one way when she's heavier, as opposed to being treated another way when she's thin. Women, we already have all of these expectations on us and judgments on us when it comes to our bodies, right? I mean, just from the way that we look. And we get that from outside pressures. We get that from media. We get that from friends. We get that from the workplace. You get that from anything, social media. But where you should not be getting that from is your partner. And that can absolutely be a deal breaker because as you said, It messes with your psyche. It messes with you consciously, subconsciously. And so if you are not being supported by that, if you feel like you're actually being torn down by that, yes, don't go straight to divorce or, you know, seek individual or couples counseling. Most importantly, ensure that your husband understands and see his response, right? Understands the gravity of how much he's hurt you. But if he doesn't, or if he doesn't care, or if he really is just a superficial prick, leave him. Honestly, leave him. You're 41. He's 36. You guys are still really relatively young and can have a whole other life happy with other people. Because the thing is, you think you know your husband, people can change, or circumstances change and you see people in different lights. So I do not blame OP for questioning everything and her being at the end, in, in a sense, being cheeky, being like he's smart and funny and it's hard to leave. Well, of course, she married him for a reason, right? She married those good qualities, but now she's realizing or she's seeing some potential bad qualities. So to me, the the back and forth kind of makes sense.
0: Usually I would blindly defend the guy just for the sake of being a guy and thinking that I understand male perspective. But the things that I disagree with here if they've been together for seven years, her body's probably been close to a certain weight for seven years. And if all of a sudden you're gaining 70 pounds and there's a 15 pound mass that they remove, I can understand and I wouldn't condone it, but I can understand if he was going to make comments and poke fun, if she was gaining an immaterial amount of weight, five, 10 pounds here and there, totally wrong. Don't condone it at all. Totally a line that you do not cross. But I could get not taking it seriously as a medical emergency within 10 pounds, right? Then there's a threshold where 20 pounds, 25 pounds, 30 pounds, 40, 50, 60, 70 pounds that she gained. How do you not have an alarm that goes off in your head that says my wife of seven years and we don't know how long they've known each other before is clearly going through something that is not chips and cheeseburgers and sneaking out. Where is she sneaking out to eating competitions? People don't even the eating, the competitive eaters are fit. They're fitter than any of us. So the fact that this guy who's funny and smart didn't think that there was a medical emergency after she gained 50 pounds rapidly makes me wonder how even connected he is and how, you know, plugged into what's going on around him. He is how not trustworthy in the sense of, can you trust him? But reliable of like, is this guy, does this guy know what's going on around him? How didn't he know that this was an emergency? And once it was an emergency, once you did get the diagnosis and the surgery, how do you not show unconditional love to the scars, right? Massage them, kiss them, put oil on it, whatever you do for scars, or just don't talk about it or praise it and tell her to wear a bikini, whatever she wants. It's about her, it's her body It's whatever she wants. The fact that this is what I'm getting to the fact that You didn't have a reality check as the guy to say oh my god i could have lost my partner i need to double down triple buckle down really like let's cherish each other just based on that alone i would say like it wouldn't be the wrong thing to leave the guy or just ask like how much do you want this because medical emergency that's like like dude even the surgery she might not have come out of the surgery just anesthesia
1: yeah gender aside no justification for him i totally agree and skimming through the comments, it seems like the commenters and Reddit agrees. So the first comment is pretty long. I'm just going to read the first little blurb here. My stomach dropped just reading his comment. What a cruel thing to say so much for in sickness and health. Am I right? I'm really confused as to why he thought that was an appropriate or remotely okay thing to say. The next comment says, I don't think you really wish you were fat. I think you wish your husband was the man you thought he was instead of the jerk he turned out to be. You recently got rid of one disgusting parasite hunk of tissue that was holding you back. Maybe it's time to get rid of another one. OP responds and says, yeah, with a sad face. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in for another episode. We hope that you found it entertaining. We'd love to know your comments on these stories below. Also, if you have a story that you'd like for us to read, whether relationship advice or AITA, please go ahead and submit that directly to us. You can find us on Instagram and we will leave our handles down in the description box below. And if you like what you're doing, feel free to follow us and subscribe and go along for the stories.
0: Yeah, check us out on the next one. Thanks for stopping by.
1: Thanks guys.